Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. My name is Josh, and I am back again for another episode here, along with my co-host Alex Peter taking the rotation off for this one. We're going to get into the Chelsea versus AC Milan match. Um, firstly, I like to apologize. We were not here uh, this weekend. All three of us having a very, very busy weekend. So, um, unfortunately, we were not able to get to a recap episode of what was it, Chelsea versus Wolves, I want to say, um, in the Premier League. But Chelsea do get another win, um, and they do get another win yesterday as well. We're recording this Wednesday morning here. Uh, Chelsea 2, AC Milan nil. That's the one we're going to be talking about today, uh, the Champions League fixture. So let's get into it. Um, this was from the get-go, Alex, a very chippy game by both sides, and the ref was having none of it. Um, you know, when, when I know I like to do the match stats later, but I can go to this now. There were 18 fouls on Chelsea's side, 12 for Milan, and then yellow cards, 6 for Milan, and 3 for Chelsea. Um, so yeah, there were fouls all, uh, on both sides. As you could tell, um, we had, what was it? Fakao Tamori starting it, um, the former Chelsea man. And then also, um, I want to say Olivier Giroud got a yellow card in this match too, a former Chelsea player and Olivier Giroud nice and early in this match. I know I'm kind of bouncing around here, but I just, I'm thinking of things that come to the top of my mind. Olivier Giroud, um, almost showing him in the old Chelsea blue, getting a perfect delivery um, on the head, uh, and he just heads it to the right wide of the goal, which could have very well made it a super tight, close match. I want to say that was after the Jorginho penalty would have tied the match at 1-1, but Giroud misses it, um, and just maybe this this shows how he's he's getting up there in age and you know getting a little... No, I'm just kidding, but um, Olivier Giroud is still a very, very good player. Um, again, we still miss him at Chelsea, but now we have another man, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who scored the second goal in this match. But yes, it came on a card inside the box drawn by Mason Mount. Um, so a very nice job by him. And then the second goal was produced uh, with an assist by Mason Mount. It was just between Raheem Sterling and Aubameyang. Who was going to win the ball? Uh, who was going to get there first? Uh, and Aubameyang just didn't want to take any chances. It seemed like Sterling was a little bit behind, uh, and he was able to get it through uh, the bottom right corner. Alex, how are you doing? Uh, and your thoughts on this match? Yeah, I thought this was a, a really fun first half to watch uh, for Chelsea. Second half definitely slowed down uh, once you know they were down to 10 men at that point. They were 2-0 down, uh, and it just kind of uh, turned into one of those games where it was kind of like uh, when you're winning a lot in like your uh, childhood like rec leagues uh, and they say you know can you just pass the ball around we don't want to hurt their feelings anymore uh, even though it was only 2-0 in terms of the key players in this game Josh you mentioned it uh, Mason Mount he obviously drew the red card on Fakayo Tamori uh, for that penalty I do want to touch on that before we even continue on anything a lot of people were saying that was a controversial call I'd say this he grabbed him twice once by the shoulder once by the waist uh, and it did impede his progress of scoring, right? If he's not touched there, he might have scored. Um, so I do think it was the right decision. Yes, it was a little bit light in terms of the contact, but doesn't mean, you know, by the rules of the game, it was a red card. So uh, I'm not, you know, one of those people, maybe a little biased. I don't know, but I don't think uh, it should have been overturned. And I think the red card was the right decision as much as, 
you know, Tamori still in our hearts from his time at Chelsea. Um, but Mason Mount, I want to get back to him. He did not put a foot wrong throughout the whole game. Everything he did, his movement, his passing, his dribbling, his shooting, he created chance after chance. Um, obviously he won the penalty, he made that run. His overlap on the right-hand side with Reese James on that, you know, on that side as well. It was just sensational. And then his assist to Aubameyang, uh, just that little flick in, uh, it kind of looked like it was a little bit long for Sterling. He couldn't really reach it, but luckily Aubameyang was there to slot it in the bottom right-hand corner. Just great for Mason Mount. I thought he had, you know, one of those vintage Mason Mount performances that we've really been missing uh, the past, you know, 10, 15 games, even going back into last season. So, I, I was really happy to see that he's, you know, getting back on form, obviously at the right time for him personally with the World Cup coming up as well. Uh, and I thought, you know, in general, his movement, uh, he was the clear man of the match. Potter ended up taking him off at halftime. He was on a yellow card. Uh, so it, it made sense. But, uh, you know, at that point, Chelsea were in control. No need for Mount at that point. But in 45 minutes, he made a huge impact. Uh, and it was certainly a really, really solid performance from him. Uh, Jorginho obviously took the penalty that Mason Mount won. I'm not sure if you saw this, Josh, but they had the laser in his eye. Uh, they were like shooting a laser. I'm I'm not sure if you saw that. I didn't. Uh, Twitter. No. Uh, so like to try to put him off. I know that was huge controversy in the African Cup of Nations uh, because someone did that to Mo Salah. Uh, and then he obviously missed the penalty. But, uh, and you know, there was all sorts of controversy about that. Jorginho, he's not phased by a laser in his eye. He slotted it into the bottom left corner as he does hop, skip, and a jump. Um, and then Aubameyang, obviously his movement, uh, was pretty crisp throughout this game. His touch, his hold up play wasn't as good as we've seen in the previous couple of games. Uh, it seemed like he was a little bit sloppy to start the game, uh, but he, as he grew into it and obviously got the goal. So that was certainly a positive for him. Um, and then I think the main other takeaway from this game, uh, unfortunately is an injury and that's to Reese James. Uh, it looks like some sort of knee injury. We don't know what it is. You know, I've seen the Twitter doctors, you know, rumor that it could be an LCL an MCL, a bone bruise. We don't really know. It sounds like there's going to be testing today as we're recording this. Hopefully we'll know something, uh, towards the end of the day today or tomorrow, um, but Reese James did tweet out after the game, fingers crossed. It's not a bad one. Love for all the messages. I appreciate you all. Uh, and hopefully he's okay, especially with the world cup coming up. And it looks like he would be the starter for England at right back or right center back or right wing back or whatever Gareth Southgate, uh, decides to play, uh, formation wise for England. Um, but you know, huge player for Chelsea, probably the most important player for Chelsea. We've just, you know, got a, you know, Fingers crossed that it's only a couple weeks um, and this isn't a long-term thing like Ben Chilwell's. Uh, he did obviously continue in the game, so that is a positive sign, right? Usually if it's um, if it's worse, you can't continue. He continued for a couple minutes and then had to come off, so hopefully it's more precautionary and a minor injury. Um, so we'll see what happens with that one, but uh, certainly concerning for Reese James. Yeah, what is, it wasn't just uh, James that sub. There were, I think, a total of five Chelsea subs in this match, including Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Conor Gallagher came in, got a yellow card. Um, but, you know, besides that, he wasn't he wasn't playing too poorly. Um, Cesar Azbethequeta, uh, Kai Havertz, and Marco Correa um, also came in for Chelsea. No Christian Pulisic. Um, Serginio Des 
subs in for AC Milan and, you know, the announcers on the, you know, Paramount Plus um, stream were mentioning, oh, are we also going to see the other American star, Christian Pulisic, you know, represent the U.S. men's national team on a uh, Champions League scale. We weren't able to see Christian Pulisic in this match. That's okay. Uh, we did, although, see the Christian Pulisic of old, what it seemed like the COVID Christian Pulisic um, <laughs> in that match this past weekend, which we weren't able to talk about here on the podcast. So I definitely think that's something to uh, to mention and bring up. But yeah, another match in the books, another win for Chelsea under the Graham Potter new era here. I guess I can go to my stats now. We had 15 shots for Chelsea, seven shots for AC Milan, four shots on target for Chelsea, and only one coming extremely late in the match as well for AC Milan. And remember, again, they were down to 10 men too. 71% possession for Chelsea, 701 passes for Chelsea compared to AC Milan's 295 Uh, fouls. We already talked about that. Um, and obviously there was the one red card for Fakara Tamori, two offsides for Chelsea and five to two uh, corners. Chelsea led that. So I now bring up the question about the Champions League table. We look forward to the schedule. Um, Chelsea have two more match days until the group stage of the UEFA Champions League concludes. Um, and that is going to be one against Salzburg. That's coming at the end of October, a little over a week or probably, yes, a little over a week, almost two weeks away. It's Tuesday, October 25th against RB Salzburg. And then we have November 2nd. So a week after that match, the final um, sixth group stage match against Dynamo Zagreb. If you remember during the Thomas Tuchel era when he was still, uh, when he was still there, um, that was... (laughs) That was one of the last, if not, was, was that the last match for Thomas Tuchel? I don't even remember, but it, I think it was, yeah. It might, have, yeah, but that that was the downfall of Thomas Tuchel. So let's hope Graham Potter can get some revenge on Dynamo Zagreb. But anyway, let's look at the table now. Um, Chelsea seems to have this one in the books. We hope. I don't want to jinx it or anything, but Group E right now, the leader sitting on top is Chelsea Football Club with seven points, two wins, one draw. One loss behind them, Salzburg with six points, behind them, Milan with four, behind them, Dynamo Zagreb with four. Um, this is probably the most competitive group in the Champions League right now, in my opinion. And it'll probably come down to these final two matches to really determine it. But at this moment, I'm confident with the way that Chelsea is playing under their new manager um, that they can get it done and advance past the group stage. Yeah, it's looking that way. Uh, definitely two huge results against Milan uh, back-to-back here uh, in the matter of just about a week. So uh, really important for Chelsea to get back track, uh, back, back on track excuse me, in this competition. Um, looking at some more administrative uh, issues for Chelsea, uh, been, they've been looking for a new sporting director for the past you know, few months. Todd Bowley, obviously the new owner of Chelsea, has been managing a lot of the transfer decisions, personnel decisions, etc. Potter is supposed to be more of a hands-on, more focused on coaching uh, coach, if that makes any sense. And Chelsea have been looking for a new sporting director. They were in talks with Salzburg sporting director. Uh, That unfortunately fell through. And now it looks like Chelsea are very interested uh, to appoint Norwich City's Stuart Weber 
as their new sporting director. Um, you know, certainly an interesting one. Norwich is not like a, uh, you know, a classy name, I guess. You know, it's not something that's going to get you excited. Have they done, you know, a few decent bits of business? Yes. Um, but I, I, you know, not super excited about it, but hopefully Todd Bowley sees something that we don't, um, you know, in Stuart Weber, if he is to become the new Chelsea sporting director. Uh, but just a quick update on that search there. Um, Josh, I guess, you know, you want to do the player ratings? Yeah. I mean, it's up to you. Yeah. You're the one guessing them. Let, so let, you tell let's me. do it. Let's do it. We got All eight right. and a half last time, Peter and I somehow. Oh, yeah. You have, we have to put that in the dock. Um, yeah. So we got eight and a half. Um, you're probably wondering oh, how wait, did we, you, you never yeah. answered the question. How did you get a half? How is that possible? Okay, okay. So we got a half because, uh, we didn't, because I'm covering the scores and I'm just scrolling down the names. So I can't know if it's going to be a half or a, a whole. Ah. So we were, I believe it was seven and a half and we guessed eight. So it's like, you know, if you had said, oh, and we had also, and Peter right beforehand said, oh, I think it's a seven or an eight, seven or an eight. And we we're like going between. So that's why we gave ourselves a half anyway. So in half is the new record to beat. Yeah. Um, set by <laughs> both of you guys after having some, a tough week before that going four for 11. So it was a nice right. bounce back, set the record. We've been doing this two seasons now. I'm going um, for nine today. So. Let's see what happens. Let's start out with Keppa in net. What do you think he got out of 10 uh, from the absolute Chelsea site? For anyone that's new, I'll just give you the rundown here. For the player ratings, we use absolute Chelsea. Obviously, they rate them out of 10. Alex and normally Peter are both together here, and they guess the rating, and then we kind of go for that out of 11. Yeah. And yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. Just wanted to explain it. But anyway, Keppa. Uh, I'm going to go seven. Correct. He's starting off very hot here. One for one. Kepa gets a 7 out of 10. We move into the backfield. Trevor Chalaba. He was solid. He had a bad mistake, though, at one point in the game. I'm going to go 6. So they gave Chalaba a 7. Puts you out okay. 1 for 2. Uh, I, I, Tiago I Silva. I disagree. Uh, <laughs> Tiago Silva. Thought he was decent. 7, probably, too. Um, they might give him 8. What are you choosing? I'm going to go 8. All right, good adjustment there. Two for three. Uh, Thiago Silva does get the eight out of ten. They've said as solid yeah. as ever. Silva led the, his back line and utilized his experience in a match that really needed a calm leader. Personally, I would have... Go, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, personally, I would have gone Chalaba six, Silva seven. But, you know, now that I knew Chalaba was seven, I was like, okay, Silva's eight. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so a half for Koulibaly. What does he get? Uh, seven and a half. Correct. All right. Doing really good so far. We got three for four. Let's not mess it up now here. Three for four. Another half for Reese James. Uh, seven and a half. Okay. They go one less. So six and a half, but you're wow. still doing good so far. Three for five. Um, I just won't get any more wrong. It'll be fine. Zorginho. Seven. It's going to be an eight. For Jorginho and eight, three for six. You are converted the penalty to make it one nil in the first. Oh, half I forgot about the penalty. Yeah, they're they're goal merchants. I forgot about this. Yeah. Uh, All right. So Mateo Kovacic in the midfield. He'll get a seven. He gets a six. Three for seven. Oof. You are. All it's right. Disrespectful. On the left, Ben Chilwell. Six. Correct. All right. So bounce back a little bit. Four for eight. Not bad. Halfway. Yeah. Um. Halfway happy. 
All right, we got Mason. Nope, Raheem Sterling. Not Mason Mount yet. Raheem Sterling, I'd say a six or a seven, and I'm gonna go six. All right, so good. You're 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 getting better here. Five for nine. All right, and a little bit of a streak. Let's see if we can keep it going. Now we have Mason Mount, and that's a half. All right, so I think you should be ten out of ten. So I'm gonna go <laughs> nine and a half. No, they go eight and a half. That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Eight and a half for Mason Mount, but they do still call him the man of the match, uh, showing in just one half of football. Won the penalty, set up a bombing for the second, uh, in what was a very complete performance from the young midfielder. Another mm. half here to end it with Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Here's what I'd say. I think Aubameyang really deserves like a six or a six and a half. But because he got the goal, I think they're going to give him seven and a half. Correct. So you end six for 11, which is honestly not bad, Alex. Um, you know, I know now you're, you guys are going to have high yeah. standards with your eight and a half, but six is pretty average. And um, yeah, it's something that sometimes you get. Sometimes you guys didn't get. Um, but let's now for fun. Um, let's go through a couple of the subs here that they gave. They gave one for Connor Gallagher, Asby and Ruben Loftus-Cheek. So let's start out with Gallagher. Uh, six. Yep. Asby. Six. And Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Seven, maybe? Yeah. So you get the the, the entire substitution list, the three guys that they yeah. at least rated uh, correctly. So three for three there and substitutes if you want to count that. Yeah. Um, so I, I will count that. <laughs> uh, but you end six for 11 here on this match. And then after the episode, we got to put in uh, what you guys got for the last match last week, which I assume was what the Milan one last week. Yeah, that was our last one. Yeah. Milan okay. one last week. Yeah. All right. So we'll update that later. But um, a- anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode before we get going here to uh, end this one. Remember Chelsea plays Aston Villa next weekend, this weekend, this weekend, this upcoming weekend, <laughs> Sunday, October 16th, 9 a.m. start for us on the East Coast. So that's, I believe, 2 early. p.m. in the UK. <laughs> uh, and we should have a recap episode for that one. No guarantees, but hopefully by Monday there will be a recap episode for that match. Some stuff you could do to help support us here on the Talking Blues podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. I'm on Twitter at Joshua29. Alex on Twitter at Anorin23. You can also go to shipastudios.com slash Talking Blues and on there find out more places to listen. Thank you so much for listening. And if I talk too fast, also uh, all that info will be in the podcast notes. But anyway, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time for another episode. Go Blues. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, 
We will discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.